Hey guys, welcome back to Wifely Wisdom, and we're on episode five. I'm so excited, episode five. I mean, you know, when this all started, I, you know, I've just been so excited, and I'm just so thankful that I'm still excited. <laughs> There's still much more to discuss. There's still much more to talk about, and you know, guys, I'm just thankful for all the support all the love, everyone that's listening to me, everywhere that you are, I've been looking and I'm just all glory to God. I just thank God for allows, allowing, you know, me to speak to you guys, for him using me as a vessel because I said it before and I'll say it again. I love to see prosperous marriages. I love to see women evolving and growing in God and I'm just excited for everything that God has for everyone who is at the sound of my voice. Now, today we will be discussing fear. So last week we talked about dealing with disappointment, especially in the areas of marriage, but really in life all around. And one of the things um, we discussed was fear of disappointment. And when we discussed it, God brought it back to me that fear that is one that is a sneaky stubborn demon that that a lot of people suffer with and so God really wanted me to get into the meat of it and I'm so excited for it because this is something that is very passionate is a passion of mine because this is something that all glory goes to God that I was able to overcome in so many areas of my life so I'm just excited for this, guys. I hope no matter what you're doing, whether you're cooking, on your way to work, um, you know, putting the kids to sleep, you just relaxing, just sit back. If you got some ice cream, some popcorn, whatever, just sit back and listen to it, get into it. Um, you know, maybe if you don't want to eat, if you just need this word to feed you, allow that to happen as well. I'm just so excited for you guys. I'm really, I really am. I'm so happy. I'm laughing because it's just joy, really joy, joy in knowing that there's somebody that or some people that is going to listen to this and really be healed and delivered and set free from that spirit of fear. Now, <laughs> what is fear exactly? Okay. So the definition of fear, I looked it up. It says fear is an unpleasant, an unpleasant, excuse me, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. And there, here are some synonyms for fear: uh, fright, panic, uh, horror, anxiety, worry, timidity, nervousness, nightmare, uh, doubt, and distress. There's plenty more synonyms for fear, but, you know, that's all I wrote. So it's okay. So fear is basically, it's fright, panic, heart, anxiety. So as we know, so as we know, that's not of God. And so imagine I listened to this powerful deliverance um, pastor and she said that, and this was a while ago when I was, you know, still in my own uh, wilderness way. And she said, fear is a spirit. I, and it, that did something to me. I said, wait a minute. Fear is a spirit? Yes, y'all. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a demonic spirit, guys, that robs you of your faith. Fear, I want you to hear this. 
fear is a demonic spirit that robs you of your faith. Okay? So we have to ask ourselves, how important is faith? For fear to rob you of your faith. Well, first off, let's just get into, so now that we know fear being a demonic spirit so we know that that's the enemy we know fear is the enemy and so we know that as for believers the enemy comes well anyways for anyone really the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy right so what a, the enemy come listen the enemy comes to steal steal to kill and to destroy so what's example of the ways the enemy can steal Okay, the enemy can steal your gifts, your favor, the, your authority, your power, your mind, your sound mind. <laughs> the enemy can steal those things. It can steal your beauty. Right? It can steal, literally, it can steal um, the person that God has for you. Okay, the enemy also comes to kill. What are what are different things that the enemy will try to kill? We'll try to kill you and your loved ones physically, literally, kill you, take off the earth. Uh, what else? Mentally, emotionally. Um, I know, you know, spiritually. There are many women, um, even wives, especially where they will become, they have become shell of women, meaning it's almost like their personality is gone. They just kind of just go through day by day. Okay. Um, what else? And to destroy. What are examples of what the enemy can try to destroy? And please keep in mind, these examples that I'm using, we're not limited to these examples, okay? But these, these, are, these are just some examples. So uh, let's see, the enemy comes to destroy, here are examples, relationships, different types of relationships that God has literally purposed on this earth, marriages, business partnerships, relationships between parents and children, Right. So these are just different examples. So now that now that we have the example, now that we know that fear is a demonic spirit, now that we know we have we truly understand that what, you know, different examples of what the enemy tries to steal, kill and destroy. We have to ask ourselves what's going on here, because as believers and this is specifically for just believers, we have authority and power over all works of the enemy. So it says that it doesn't say some works over all works of the enemy. We have in this, we have even, I mean, this is after the blood, after Jesus died on the cross for our sins, even before Jesus died on the cross for our sins. You know, we, we, I know so many people, including myself, we, we decree Psalms 91 protection. So this, even in Psalms 91, it says that we trample over, um, dragons, adders, um, scorpions, all the serpents, all of these things we trample. We have the power and the authority over all works of the devil. So we have to ask ourselves, well, how is it that the enemy is able to come in and to steal and to kill and to destroy these things? Well, I have the answer for you. Fear. Fear is what allows the enemy to do these things. See, when you have fear, if fear opens the door for the enemy to step in in those areas where you have fear and gain legal ground, okay, fear, fear can manifest demonic, tangible evidence. Guys, 
Fear can manifest demonic, tangible evidence. What does that mean? That means that what you are afraid of, what you fear, it is a possibility that that thing can come to pass. And you may think, oh, I knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. I've been having dreams, nightmares about it. You know, I kept hearing it, that this was going to happen. But the truth of the matter is that was fear. You allowing fear to take place and reign in your life to allow that thing to happen. Because the truth of the matter is you have power. God has given you power. Over all works of the enemy, over all spirits. So let's see what is infirmity, which is sickness. That is a spirit. Poverty. That is a spirit. Disappointment, as we discussed last week. That is a spirit. Incest. Guys, that is a spirit. Death. That is a spirit. These are all spirits. Premature death. So we have authority over all of these spirits. Autism. That is a spirit. Cancer. That is a spirit. A, yes, it is. These are all spirits. Homosexuality. That is a spirit. See, what happened is. Fear allow these things to reign. We have authority over all of these. But what happens is, is we allow the enemy to come in because fear has taken place. Now, what is the opposite of fear? Faith. Faith. Faith is the opposite in fear of fear excuse me y'all I, I can speak i really can i know i say this every time but i really can faith is the opposite of fear so what does what does that mean exactly that means that when you have faith you can destroy all of these works Take time and read the book of Luke because um, in the book of Luke, it shows many examples of faith. But I do want to read some scriptures. You know, I don't play that. We're going to read a few Bible verses. We're going to read some scriptures about fear. And please, I want you to really take time and just digest what I'm saying and really hear this out. Take notes if you have to. If you are feeling led by the Holy Ghost who takes some notes. I pray that any episode of mine that you watch, that was watched, ha, hey, you never know. Listen, excuse me, that you take notes, okay? So fear, so here's some, def, um, here's some scriptures based off faith. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, okay? So it says, and what, whatever things you ask and, and pray, Believe you will receive. So in whatever things you ask and you pray, believe you will receive. So when you ask, when you ask things in your in prayer, you have to have faith that you will receive it. So and you shall receive. Right. So but you have to understand this is conditional. To receive what you asked in prayer, you must believe, which means have faith that you will receive it. That's how you get it. You have to believe it. You have to have faith. You have to remind yourself that God is a promise keeper. You have to remind yourself that you are made righteous. You are joint heirs in Jesus Christ. That when you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are sons and daughters of God, that you have to understand when you ask God something that, oh Lord, you better know that our Father in heaven will answer those prayers, but you have to have the faith. 
So you have to believe, okay? The next, here's another one. This is Luke chapter one, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall, will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So they're saying when you have God on your side, there is nothing <laughs> that God cannot do for you. They didn't say um, some things. They said nothing will be impossible. That means God can do with God. Anything can happen. And just, just to e- explain this verse, and this is Luke, and as I just said, to get into the book of Luke, please, y'all. But understand that in Luke, you have to understand this was being said when this was being said during those miraculous moments of when Elizabeth got pregnant with John the Baptist and also when Mary was pregnant with Jesus. One woman was with old age and one woman was a virgin, a virgin. So that's, and that can seem impossible. Okay, so here's, um, I'm going to read one more, and we're going to get into it. Another one is Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. A mustard seed is super tiny. And Jesus said to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you don't get faith need to be a, you just need faith as a mustard seed. And you can say to the tree to be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. So what does that mean? That if you have faith, you can command things to obey you. That when you are dealing with a sickness or an illness, you can command that demon, that spirit to obey you. See, we talked about last week, we talked about um, patience, right? In the, the dealing with disappointment episode, if you haven't listened to it, please do so. I, 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 I'm telling you, it's a good one, y'all. But we said, it, but the biggest thing with patience, see, after you've prayed, you need patience. But you have to have faith because you have to know that the enemy will try to come in and and hit you with a fear so that you will so you will no longer believe and you will no longer have the faith because the faith is the key to get things going. See, Jesus said, and whatever things you ask and pray, believe and you will receive it. You have to have faith in order to receive these things. You have to have faith in knowing that God has given you power, love and a sound mind. You have to have faith in knowing that he has given you the ability to 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 um trample over all works of the enemy you have to have that faith in knowing that so that when you are praying and you get out of prayer and things try to happen you know that you can cast those things down and it won't even rattle you because you understand that your father in heaven just um heard your call and you're rejoicing because you know good things are gonna come very important so Fear, what, so here, here's why fear, there's so many reasons why fear is so dangerous, but specifically in the area of marriage, as you know, this is wifely wisdom, but even though this is wifely wisdom, this is for anybody, but truthfully as women, there's a lot of times where we can be believing things, we believe in God for breakthroughs, and then things will happen and and the fear will rise up. There may be trauma, past trauma, that the enemy will use that to invoke fear in your life to make you believe that something bad will happen. So what are different examples of fear? 
fear in marriage, right? Uh, fear in marriage. You can have fear that um, your husband will not do what he's supposed to do. You know, you're going to church or you're, you're getting words. You're listening to this podcast. Glory to God. And you're put, you're doing, putting things in perspective. You're putting God first. You're spending time with God. If you have, if you're not spending time with God, make that something to do. Y'all spend time with God. Start your day off with spending time with God. Meaning if you have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, at the very least wake up between the hours of five and five 30 and start spending time with God. It'll literally set your day in such an amazing way. But, um, like that's what I was saying. You know, you're spending time with God. You're praying, right? And you're fasting, and what would happen? You're fasting, you're consecrating, meaning you're, you're you're taking time alone just for you and God to get into the Word. You're you're believing God. You're 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 being submissive to your husband, right? You're being submissive to God. You're doing the things that I'm saying in these podcasts as as Holy Spirit is guiding us, and yet and still, you there's these pesky thoughts of your husband not really doing what he's supposed to do. See, that is doubt, but that is really and that is rooted in fear. That is fear. So this fear and match, fear, feeling like he's not going to do what he said he's going to do. Uh, fearing that, you know, he may step out on you, right? Uh, fear of, there's also fear of failure. All of these things, all, these are all fears that tries to stop you from doing what you're saying you're going to do. What happens in fear of marriage is that what that does is it, 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 the, that demon of fear, it, it tries to make you do things in your own might. So what you're doing is you went through all that prayer and then the fear will try to come in. And try to, and then you will become fearful again, and then you will start trying to do things in your own might once again, not allowing God to truly heal your spouse, truly heal your marriage, truly take y'all to the next level, truly have true marital breakthrough. That is the whole assignment of fear, um, fear of divorce, fear of death. Okay, there are people who do not live life. Because of fear of death. Now, what does fear do? Fear can, oh, excuse me. Uh, fear of others' opinions. These are really, this is real. Fear of, um, fear of being broke. See, there's one thing to not want to be poor, but there's another thing to have a fear of being broke. There's a difference. See, we understand that poverty is a spirit, so we don't receive poverty, but we also don't fear being broke because we are, our father is Jehovah Jireh, which means a God, the God who sets us in the land of provision. He provides for us, so we don't fear being broke because we're being obedient. But what happens is when fear takes over, because there's people... There was this, this man of God who said this. He said, you know you have fear. In the area where you struggle in, there is fear there. There is some type of fear there. And when you really don't struggle at all, you really do not have fear. Your faith is high there. So you want to make sure that, so excuse me, you want to make sure. Fear is very dangerous. And what it does is it blocks you from hearing God's voice. In that area where you fear God, it blocks you. Imagine having fear of death. Do you know what that can do to a person that can stop them from going on a plane because they think of car, uh, airplane crashes? That can stop them from going on a long car ride because it can... Um, they think of car, car crashes. That can stop them from... 
Uh, let's see, that can stop them from going, moving to certain cities and towns because of, of what the media may have portrayed about that city. But see, what happens is the enemy would not insert fear into that area of life if that's not where your breakthrough is. Because I'm going to still stay on that same example of fear of death. Because imagine if your breakthrough, if your key to your next level is in an area which requires a plane. If you have fear there, the enemy will use that because you have allowed him to gain legal ground in that area of your life. And you will start to see things. You will find yourself watching um, uh, news stations and seeing car cra- um, plane crashes. You'll find yourself on social media and seeing plane crashes. You may even have dreams of plane crashes. These things occur. And so now you've completely just, neg- you completely um, have, have completely thrown away any idea of going anywhere that will require you to take a plane, not even knowing that in that specific land is your land of provision that God has provided for you. And so you're sitting around weeping, crying out to God, what's happening? And all you have to do is get on the flight. The very thing that you fear. Fear of others' opinions. This is a big one. If you are, there are so many gifted, talented people out here. So many, y'all. So many gifted, talented people. And they have not done anything with the gifts that God has given them. Why? Because they have a fear of others' opinions. They have not moved forward because of the fear of other of other people's opinions and what people are going to say and maybe they don't feel qualified enough maybe they don't feel like they're worthy enough so you have to and they'll have fears of it there are many people who are skilled skilled artists skilled writers skilled speakers skilled bankers skilled dot literally have been uh, they came out the womb god has formed them with the hands of healing that truthfully yes they can go to school for medicine but honestly if they lay hands on your womb any issue with the womb will be healed if they lay hands on your head all of a sudden there'll be no more tumor there are people out here that is on this earth that have been frozen by fear of others opinions because in their life, they may have been criticized. So the enemy will use that to, 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 to begin a fear. And so they've come into agreement with it. Once again, allowing the enemy to reign in that area of their life. And now they just decided these, the person may have healing hands and it decided to just become, you know, a, a, a sanitation worker. And there's nothing wrong with sanitation workers, but I'm just saying, if you have purpose to be a healer and you're doing you're in the area of sanitation, we have a problem here. Because now you're trying to figure out why you're depressed, why you feel like you're never satisfied because you're living your life out. You're not doing what God has called you to do because maybe what it takes is a leap of faith because that may mean that you may have to go in different areas and different jurisdictions and lands and lay your hands on people, not even knowing that your purpose, your your fulfillment will come in the area of healing. But you're afraid of what people are going to say if you leave your job or if you have to promote you being a healer on social media or if you have to start reaching out to certain people asking them hey can I pray for you I want to come see you I want to pray for you because you know that you God has given you a key for their health breakthrough but you're fearful of what they're going to say and so what will happen is is that you may actually try to step out on faith just a little bit and then you'll start some people will start talking about you and you will actually hear it and so you go right back into that that little hole and fear 
crippled by fear. That is what the enemy does. I understand this very well because, and I say this in love, because I had a fear of divorce. And when I had that fear, my husband and I both, we had such a crippling fear of divorce that we allowed the enemy to really taunt us and keep us, and in, in, in we were bound for, for a time because of fear, trying to do everything wrong, but literally, I'm trying to do everything right, excuse me, but literally doing everything wrong, just bound up, destroyed, and we ended up getting to a place where we really didn't like each other. Now, if we're fear, and if we're trying to do everything right, we're doing it out of fear, but God, y'all, if you are, if you listening to me say, but God, but God brought us out of it. And so now I can come out on the other side and say, when we finally gave up, when we finally gave it to God and we renounced, we repented and renounced a broke agreement with that fear that even when things don't go, you know, smoothly because no marriage is perfect, but we're not fearing leaving each other. That's not a fear. We understand that's broken. That curse is destroyed. Okay. Fear of disappointment, like we discussed last week, we understand that that we we may not go out on a limb to reach out to certain people to want to make new connections, fearing that they may reject you, fearing that, feeling that they may disappoint you, that they may betray you, and that may be your actual excuse me, that may be your actual destiny partner, the person that God has purposed both of y'all on the earth to do mighty exploits for the kingdom of heaven. You have to understand, fear will rob you. It will limit you. So that is the reason why this episode, although it, you know, once again, is for wet wives, it's for anybody truly because fear is a dangerous thing. And so we want to make sure that we overcome this and we are going to in the name of Jesus. So um, one of the scriptures that blessed me indeed was Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. And it talked about Sarah, um, Abraham's wife, right? And it said, by faith, Sarah herself also received power to conceive. And when she passed, and when she, even when she passed the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. So by faith, Sarah herself also received the power, y'all, the power to conceive even when she passed the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. So Sarah was in her 90s. I believe she was 99 when she conceived or either gave birth and she had the faith. And her faith through faith, she received power. To do things that would seem impossible to somebody else. But through her faith, she received the power. See, God has, we have, God gives us power. So we remember that scripture. We have not received the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And on this earth to do things that will seem impossible to go to get breakthrough. If you're in a, if you feel like you're in depression, if, if you're, excuse me, I even feel if you're in depression, if you're um, going through a financial crisis, if your children are not behaving, if your marriage is just going downhill, if your health is in shambles, you need power. You need power. And how do you get power? It's by faith. See, you have to have faith in God because she considered him faithful, meaning she considered God faithful who had promised. You have to remember that God is a promise keeper. So you need power in those areas of your life. But in order to have the power, you need faith. 
So you have to, so in order, in, in order to overcome fear, you need faith. So I'm going to go in and we, I know I went into prayer last week and we talked about the full armor of God. I went to what well, we didn't talk about. It. I think in prayer, I was, you know, we were praying for the full armor of God, but I want to go in deeper into, um, one of the, um, a piece of the, uh, the two pieces of the full armor, which is in Ephesians six, verse 16 to 17. And it says above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So when you put the full armor of God, there, God is saying above all. So with everything else, you have the breastplate, you have the thing, the 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 truth that goes around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness, your peace that you shot your feet in peace. You have the helmet of salvation. You have all these things, but above all, no, above all, all of those, right? You, and this is even with righteousness. Above all, even above righteousness, you have to have faith. Because it, what it does is, like it said, it quenches, meaning it blocks all those fiery darts. It destroys all the darts. The darts will try to come. The enemy will send darts. It sends darts, right? The darts are sickness, illness, strife, discord, poverty, lack, marital failure, divorce, generational curses, barrenness. Death. These are darts. And this is just, and this is not, we're not limited to what I just said. These are all darts that are coming at everyone. You have to understand the enemy does not play fair. These are all darts. But in order to combat them, you have to take up the shield of faith. See, the faith, the shield, the faith is a mighty shield that it quenches it, meaning it destroys these darts. It destroys them. So we have to understand how strong faith is. Faith is so strong that even when you are not, I'm kid, I kid you not, even you have to understand there are people who do not, there are certain things in certain people's lives. I know there are certain people who really fear everything, but there are certain people, there's something in their life they do not fear. And even when they did not do everything right, they, that was the one thing they never had an issue with. That was the one thing. Above all else, you have to take up the shield of faith because that literally destroys that dart. It, it cannot hit you. You have to take up that shield. So, the, so how does the fear? So, how does the dart hit you? When you put down the shield of faith, which means is that you open the door for fear, because that is how it's supposed to come. Fear. Fear can come through nightmares. Fear can come through things that can try to happen to try to shake you up. Imagine um, you get in a, uh, you know, it was something, this powerful, this powerful woman of God. I love her so much. She's actually my pastor. She said, when you get a good word, a prophetic word, you get a good word, you rejoice that all of a sudden something will happen. And I said, wow, that's the truth because that happens because the enemy wants to invoke fear. So you can put down that shield of faith, stop rejoicing, stop giving things, give it and go back to your cocoon. And that's the truth. So you above all else, you have to keep up that shield of faith. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means what is faith? What are examples of faith? That means that if you're believing God for marital breakthrough, if you're believing God for your husband to change and be the man that God has created him to be, the man you know he can be, 
And then all of a sudden he gets a little, he gets worse. What does that mean? That means you keep your shield of faith up by how, how, how so, right? By praying, still praying. You're praying over him. You're praying even harder now. Not out of fear, but knowing that God is going to do a good thing. You're rejoicing now. You're thanking God now. You have faith in the word. So you have faith in God's word. And that's another part. In Ephesians, I didn't finish reading the chapter of Ephesians 16 to 17. And I'll, I'll skip over the helmet of salvation. That's for another topic. But also it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit. So you have the shield of faith. I want you to really envision the shield of faith blocking your whole body, blocking your children as you know, blocking you, blocking y'all, really blocking you, you and yours blocking it. And then you have this shield of the sword of the spirit, the sword of the Holy Spirit, which is the word of God. See, remember the beginning, I believe it was Matthew one was like, this is the word and the word is of God and the word with, was God, with God and the word is God. Don't quote me on that. Just go back and, you know, hit your girl up and let me know if I'm right or not. But I believe that's the word. But the word, the fiery sword, which is the word of God. So when I tell, when I give you these scriptures and I put them in the description, truly write them down and, and, and decree them over yourselves. Because that's a sword. So not only... <laughs> not only is the fiery sword the, the the shield up but you really taking the sword to really um with the shield and you slicing up everything that'll try to come so like if there's a situation where um let's see a job right you're using the sword of the soul you're believing god you have overcome the fear of lose of, of being poor of being broke You've overcome that because you have confidence in knowing that Jehovah Jai, you serve a living God who sets you in a land of provision. And then all of a sudden something happens and you and they're in talks of making you lose your job. This, this is where you stand in. You say, Father, if this is the job you have for me, then no weapon formed against me shall prosper. See, that's in the scripture. You're using the word and what you're doing prophetically in the realms of the spirit. You are slicing up an arrow. That's trying to cause you to fail. No weapons from the against you shall, shall prosper. Every tongue which rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. You will slice something up. So that means that whoever's trying to go behind the scenes and trying to jeopardize your job, that means that they're about to receive some, some they're about to receive um, God's judgment on them because they shouldn't even be doing it. They're messing with it. They're messing with the wrong one. That means you're saying, God, you set me in a land of provision. You're going, you're Googling. If you have to Google, and I mean that, if you don't know it by heart, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have, well, we got Google right now, and you can Google scriptures on promises of provision, and you will decree that. After you went into prayer, and God, if this is not for me, I thank you for placing me into the land of which is for. And I thank you for keeping my family. I thank you for covering my family. I thank you that we shall never lack. I thank you that we will have abundance, that we live in a land of plenty. I thank you that we, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I thank you that through the covenant of Abraham, that we are set in our land, of, that we are set in our land of provision. I thank you, O oh Lord. 
God, you, your word, you said that you are our shepherd. We shall not want, which means we lack nothing. So I thank you that my household will never lack. And you are taking up the shield of faith because you're believing God. And what the fiery sword does, when you decree those words back, you're saying those words back. What that does is that even enhances you to take to keep that shield up even stronger because you're reminded. So we are reminded to walk by faith, not by sight. So despite what it may seem like, you understand that we walk by faith because faith through faith, you have the power to shift things that is already in the will of God for your life. Just like Sarah, who through the by faith received the power to conceive that you, um, my dear, my dear friend, my brother, my sister, I love y'all. Y'all know that <laughs> you have that same power once you um once you um walk in faith to move mount mighty mountains see jesus said to us you can say to this tree be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea and it will it will obey you and, and it would obey you it's gonna obey you that's the level of power that god has given us but we don't the reason why it's fought so hard is because the enemy doesn't want you to know that that's the level of power that god has given us and as soon as you keep faith you will walk in that power and you will not be moved by things in sight now there are things that of course you know when we receive certain things certain dreams and certain things like that you know those could be pure you know straight warnings like saying hey this is what's trying to come because god loves us enough he will show us warnings but our faith is held up knowing that god is our intercessor and that is why in the last podcast i say what are ways to deal with fears of uh with fears of disappointment but truthfully this is how you deal with fears of anything right and um i want to read philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7 because there are a lot of times where we do get you know fear will come and there's a lot of and fear will even come by something that's trying to happen by an impending attack right I mean it's something that really is on its way to occur it don't always mean that's a, it's it's oh it don't always mean that it's you know, the enemy's trying to toy with your mind. It really means that this is something that really could be coming. Um, if you keep having the same dream over and over. But God is telling you in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing. So nothing. Don't don't be all don't get riled up. Don't get all worked up that you can't even become and go to your father and you just wandering around aimlessly trying to do whatever. No, God says be anxious for nothing. I don't, which means nothing. There was no, there was no ex- except for this. God said be anxious for nothing. Nothing. That means nothing. I don't care what just popped in your head. Nothing. But in everything that means in everything by prayer and supplication with here's the key thanksgiving let your be let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus so here is the, and this here's the beauty of that promise. God is saying, do not be anxious, don't worry. Go to the God who knows all things. Go to God who is above all things. Go to God who who is mightier than 
everything. Go to God who knows what's trying to come. Go to God and pray with sub um pray and, and supplication with supplication meaning you're letting God know hey this is what I need you're you're pointing his needs out you're pointing your needs out you're pointing it out I don't care what it is I don't care what that doctor told you you go to God with faith with prayer and thanks and supplication you're giving God your needs with thanksgiving Meaning you're giving God thanks for all he has done to you in the midst of it. Because then you, 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 when you do that, and I think we discussed this plenty of times before, but when you do that, all of a sudden, you start to feel calmer. There's a peace, right? Because as you're letting your request be known, you're saying this is what's bothering you, this is what's troubling you. You're letting God know what you need, but you, of course, we are doing all this with thanking God, right? The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. So what that means is no matter what's happening, death, destruction, I'm saying it for real, no matter what's, what's trying to happen, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, you will find yourself peace at peace. You won't be so worried. You won't be so razzled, so, 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 so messed up. And it will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? That then you you will be and you will hear what God is calling you to do. You will hear the instructions. You will hear what God has because God has the final say. You will hear what God will tell you to do, and you will have peace in that answer, and you will find peace in that answer because it will because there's the peace of God because it'll surpass all understanding. You won't even understand why you're so at peace with it because it'll surpass any logical human understanding. And that peace will guard your hearts and minds. Because see, that's where fear enters into our hearts and our minds. A lot of times when people have issues with the heart, it's rooted in fear. Mind, you start getting confused because fear, because you may have heard something, all of a sudden you can't think straight. So when you go to God, don't worry, don't, don't fear. I don't care what it looks like. Remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. This is true, y'all. This is very true. So this, like I said, this was one of those. This is a serious. All of them are serious, but this is one I'm really serious about because fear really robs people of their destiny, of things that God has for them. There's so much things that God has for you, and fear. The enemy will use try is using fear to rob you of it. And now, but we serve a God of the great restorer. The God who can who will who can and will restore the years that the that the palmer worms, that the canker worms, that the locusts have eaten. Today you want to do something for yourself. You want to let go of fear. See, people you make people have made fear an idol, their God. How do you make fear your God? By simple. You may fear your God because if you believe, if you, if God is God, then you wouldn't, then fear won't be able to reign and cripple you in that way. It won't be able to limit you in that way. It won't allow this because fear opens the door for the enemy to reign. Remember, so that means if you have fear in your marriage and, um, 
you're trying to do other things you're trying to do it on your own because you can't you're so fearful that he's not doing it right so now you're trying to tell him to do it after god told you to be still and silent now pride has entered and we know pride that's my goodness that's dangerous Okay, you have fear of other people's opinions and then you open the door. Disobedience, rebellion, that says witchcraft. So you're allowing all these spirits to enter in. But today it stops now. Today it stops now. And I'm so excited. It's, it's about time that we as women, we as Christians, believers, men, if you're listening, shout out to y'all. Y'all know I love y'all for real. Is that. It's time for us to take back up our shields of faith that Jesus, God, so Jesus died for us. He died on the cross for us. By his stripes, we were healed. He was made poor so that we could be made rich. Jesus set the mark and let them know. I know what was said before in those old, in those old commandments about marriage. But what God has joined together, let no man separate. So that fear of marriage, that fear of losing your spouse. You don't have to receive the works of the enemy and you can under, and you can be. And then when you pray, this is, this is a key y'all that I want y'all to Siri. I want y'all to real in real life in Philippians, all this is real life, but you know, I, I keep saying that Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, when it says be anxious for nothing, I want y'all to really take a moment, take time and pray on that. No matter what it is. A court case, a jail sentence, you have the authority to go before God through prayer, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and let your request be made known. And you can hear the instructions that God will give you. You will hear the instructions and do so. Don't allow fear to overrule your life anymore because it causes disobedience. That can block you from, you know, just moving forward in life. My goodness, it can block you from life. <laughs> it can block you from life. You want to make sure that you renounce and break agreement with the spirit of fear. And let's see, am I missing anything? Yes. Once again, how do we, oh, I want to read this last scripture. Um. But first, uh, hold on, hold on, guys. Okay, before I do that, let's just talk about, let's just go over how do we overcome this, this spirit of fear. First of all, we want to repent. We want to repent, and this is true, for allowing fear to be your God. Uh, for allowing fear to be your God, we want to repent for that, truly be specific because that has been a place in your heart where God should be. You want to fear the Lord, <laughs> not God. See, there is healthy fear where we fear God. Um, even when, you know, your parent, you know, as a children, you know, your parents that says something you obey because, you know, you didn't want to deal with the consequences. That's healthy fear. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this demonic demon of fear that the enemy has used to plague our lives. You want to repent. You want to do that immediately. And then you want to renounce and you want to break agreement with it. You want to break every and renounce and break agreement with the spirit of fear. And you want to proclaim the spirit of faith. You want to go to God and ask God for to increase your faith. You want to um vow that you will um that you will continue to take up the shield of faith. You want to ask God for a, a, a 
childlike faith. Jesus said it's very important to have childlike faith. Truly, that's that's how we get into heaven. We need childlike faith, right? Um, you also want and, and, and ways to battle it from because you know it's not like the enemy's not gonna try to come back, but you want to really get into that. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 verse and you want to not be anxious when you when it comes you want to go into worship you want to be still be still take a moment be still go into worship go into prayer with thanksgiving start thanking God sometimes you got to sing it out you got to start glorifying God magnifying him which means you want to despite what may be trying to go on you want to start just saying how wonderful God is you want to give God thanking God for everything that you could pass that could possibly come to you and it should be a lot right and if it doesn't that means you haven't um, been in thanksgiving enough you haven't been thankful enough and that really could be a hindrance as well you want to um, be vulnerable with God. You know, you want to be honest. You know, there, you, you see even with um, David in his songs, like I discussed last week, you know, he was very honest. Like, God, how long will you let this happen to me? You know, you, you know, God, I'm tired of dealing with this. Father, I, you know, this is, you know, you, when you have those overwhelming moments, you want to have those times as well. You want to be able to do these things. You want to... You want to, like I said, worship. You want to worship God. You want to sing. It's it's a beautiful thing. That is how you combat that that demon. You want to be, don't give up. Don't give up. If God told you yes, don't let nothing tell you no. If God said to do something, don't let nothing tell you no. Don't give up. Seriously. I, I want you to, you know, for all of us, let's make that, that we're not going to give up when God told us to do it. Let's do that, y'all. Let's seriously, let's do that. So I do want to pray for us. I do want to pray for everyone um, in this area. Um, but before I do so, I do want, you know, for anybody that has not given their life to God, <laughs> it's time to do so. This will not help you because these type of the power that I'm speaking about are only for those who have given their life to God. Uh, the power that I speak of are only for those who have proclaimed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So um, I implore you to say this prayer with me if you have it. Um, so just repeat after me. And before I um, begin, if this has blessed you, please share this with someone else. Share this on your platforms, on your social media. If there's someone you know who keeps coming to you even as you were, list- as you were listening to it, share it to them. Make sure you listen to it again because you probably need it yourself. <laughs> but share it with them. Implore them to listen to it. Um, you know, it, really, the, this, is a, this is a big one. And all of them are. But fear is something that we, have, we must overcome. We we have too much of a guys. We have too much of of good of good land of plentiful of har of God of good harvest of of blessings that God has stored up for us of of purposeful life and we too much of it to allow a demon of fear to just take it away. So let's get into this out. Let's get into this prayer for everyone who has not received salvation, who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So repeat after me. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. So I'll say that again. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. 
I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus name. Amen. So for everyone that pray that prayer and has accepted God, um, God is well, ple- is well pleased with you. I'm excited. And I just cover you with the blood of Jesus. And I thank God for your walk. And I thank God for ex- increasing the angels in strength as you, as, have you, as you have given God your yes. I bind up any backlash or retaliation that will try to hit you for giving God your yes. And I pray but that nothing but blessings and blessings go your way as you walk with God on the path that he has laid out, tailor-made for you. Amen. Now... <laughs> Let's pray over this fear. <clears throat> so remember, for everyone that's listening, because this my tone is serious because I, God is putting me in that serious space because it's important. God really wants to bless you and move in those areas where you have allowed fear to cripple you. So it's important. Take time after this to really, I don't care what's going on, and repent for allowing fear to become your God. Renounce and break agreement with it. Um, and I want you to announce faith into your life and God into those areas of your life that God will take, allow God to reign in those areas of your life. Okay. So I'm going to pray over everyone. Heavenly father, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We thank you for this mighty full and beautiful thing you are doing for us. God, I thank you for blessing everyone at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, we welcome you into our lives, into every area of our lives. We repent in the name of Jesus for every time that we have allowed the spirit of fear to take over into our life. In the name of Jesus. And we renounce and break agreement with that demon of fear right now in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you, Holy Ghost, we ask you, Lord, to reign in every area of our life. And we beg you, Lord, increase our faith. In the name of Jesus, God, increase our faith, Lord, increase it, Lord, in the areas of finances, in the areas of our health, in the areas of our wealth, in the areas of our children, in the areas of our families, in the areas of our businesses, in the areas of the lands you have set for us, in the areas of instructions that you want us, you would have us to do, in the areas of our projects, in the areas of the things that we have kept close out of fear. God, increase our faith in the areas of our health. God, increase our faith, oh Lord. God, increase our faith in the areas where you want us to tread and walk. 
walk, oh Lord, increase our faith in the instructions you've called us to do, even if it's beyond our understanding, oh Lord, in these days where fear has tried to trample down man, God, increase our faith that we will not allow that arrow to touch us in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over us from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. Oh Lord, do a mighty cleansing in us, God. Do a supernatural surgery in us, God, and remove anything that is not like you, O oh Lord. Anything, Father God, that we have allowed the spirit of fear to, to reign in and to destroy and crumble up or to harden, God. Remove the stoniness out of our hearts and give us the heart of flesh. Give us a Christ-like heart, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing on our lives, O oh Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, O oh Lord. We, we take a stand right now, God. We thank you for the that you have given us not a spirit of fear, so we cast down that spirit of fear. We cast on every every mental disturbance everything that the enemy has tried to use against us we destroy it now with the fire of the god in the name of jesus with the sword of the spirit God, let your words be in our mouth like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces, oh God. And we pray, God, we destroy everything that uh, we destroy every spirit of fear that is in every area of our life, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, that you will give us the tangible evidence of the miracle signs and wonders, Lord, that you have placed before us, oh Lord. I pray for supernatural encounters for everyone at the sound of my voice, oh Lord. I pray, God, that you will speak to their hearts in the name of Jesus, God, in the areas that they need to renounce and break agreement with fear, oh Lord. I pray, God, that as you've given them instructions, God, I thank you, Father God, that even in this last quarter, even in this 11th hour, that you will do a miraculous turnaround for them in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for those who are desperate for you, who don't know God, who was in error, God. I thank you for leading them on the path of righteousness for your name's sake, God. I thank you that we shall not lack, God. I thank you, Father God, that you've given us a set us in a land of provision, God. I thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit power of conviction that any area where anybody at the sound of my voice needs to repent for God I pray that you will put it on them God drop it on them God that they, that nothing will be able to hinder them God I pray for the grace and mercy God that you are merciful God we beg for your mercy today Lord your mercy God which endures forever Lord we pray for your mercy God to heal us and deliver us from all 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 evil in the mighty name of Jesus God, I thank you for what you're doing today. I thank you, Lord. And we plead the blood of Jesus over this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, this is it. I love y'all in real life. Feel free to email me at wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com. And I just wanted to end this with a scripture that I did last week, but this is the truth. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So guys, trust in the Lord. Have faith in him. Believe in him. Let may your prayers be answered. Your prayers that's in God's that's in alignment with God's will. May you be put back into alignment with God. May you be in order with God. May you be under in sub, under subjection to God. May God Jesus Christ be your God. May you may Jesus Christ um be your shepherd. That you proclaim the good news. That you proclaim the gospel, and that you'll walk in peace forevermore. Love y'all.